Welcome to the About Sex Podcast, the podcast about sex. With me is Angela Skirtu, and I am Josh. Angela Skirtu, who are you? I'm a licensed marriage therapist and an ASEX certified sex therapist. Woohoo! So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the dance and relationships. The dance. <laughs> okay. So you're talking about like doing the tango, the mamba, <laughs> maybe course. ballroom dancing? <laughs> As a therapist, we have all these ways of looking at couples, so it's something silly to therapists, but so I'll explain in it. In a relationship, it's important to cha-cha. <laughs> I do, actually, I do agree that dance can be good in a relationship, but this is actually more of an objective way of looking at how close or how distant a couple is from one another. And so what therapists describe this is as a relationship dance. Okay. Basically, what happens is... Anytime um, I have these couples where if one person kind of pulls back in the relationship, then the other person kind of pushes forward because they they notice that pullback and they try to like initiate more affection or initiate more sex. So when to you kind say of, pullback, it's like they're not as interested in sex. Like they're not initiating as much. Initiating any of sex. It. I'm, I'm not just saying initiating sex. When I say initiating, I'm meaning uh, affection, um, interaction, all of the things that kind of connect a couple because yeah. there's a lot to it, right? Right. And so they just kind of pull back or shut down a little bit. Yeah. And when that happens, then the other partner notices and then they try a little right. harder. And then sometimes they try a little harder and they feel down because they don't see their partner responding. And so then they shut down. And then at some point their partner notices it (laughs) and they start to try and it goes the opposite way. And this is like a dance. And the challenge with this dance, this particular one, is it actually keeps couples from getting more desire and more sexually connected. Because they're constantly trying to fight to to just be in a good place like they're worried yeah. about they're too worried about the relationship going. Mm-hmm. and the same thing can happen the opposite way mm-hmm. so there are times when one person is pressuring the other one more to be more affection be mm-hmm. more connection and that pressure is like getting too close and so the other person it pushes distances them away. Yeah. it's a dance there's this way that they kind of go far away well, that's like, not Whoa. a very fun dance it's not a fun dance. i don't like that <laughs> no thank you i thought we were talking about the mambo well, if you well, if you were to think of it like a mambo, if somebody was getting too close in your space, would you not pull back? Well, you got to leave room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Josh. That is so funny. Or in the same case, if you were dancing and somebody's like pulling way back and like you had to like stretch really far to get to them, wouldn't you come closer? Right. So, so the ideal space is to have a dance where you guys. Well, I guess leave room for the Holy Ghost, <laughs> but are somewhat close and both relatively equally close. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying. So thinking I, I about thought that. you were actually talking about like on a month to month basis. You know how I'm talking how, about how relationships just flow together in okay. general. So I thought you were talking about the the way in a relationship during a month. Actually, okay. a Tell single me about that. a single month. Sometimes I'll be more in the mood sometimes you'll be more in the mood sure and i think it's normal i think it's normal for people to go back and forth on your sexual desire in a single month sure women have a cycle Mm -hmm. a menstrual cycle and at a certain point a few days after the end of the period your sex drive is actually a lot higher because you start ovulating and that's when you will generally have a lot higher desire 
Mm-hmm. And, and many women will say that too, that closer, yeah. like right after their period up to about ovulation, they yeah. have a little bit more interested in sex. And then once ovulation it's is about done, a, it's about it's a week, like, meh. A, about a week before the period, the next period starts, then you're just dead. And that's like, like nah. I guess I can have sex, but I'm not as <laughs> interested. Although there are some variations because there are some women who will say that somewhere in their period, they do get a little horny. Mm. Sure. <laughs> sure. Not everybody's the same. Not yeah. everybody's the same. And whether or not they have sex depends on the male or their partner's comfort depends. level. With it depends on other other <laughs> outside factors too how the relationship is doing that month you know so, sure so there sure. is a cycle for desire of course but you're talking more, more about the overall relationship i am cycle. talking about that there is a flow to relationships and if couples don't find a way to both be well just like like a dance to be aware of it. connected then there is a way they either push each other away or are pushed away so first they have to just realize they're in the dance yeah I think, that exists. I think, I think that's sometimes hard because sometimes i don't realize i mean it's even happening you know? Mm-hmm. you know i think so i think most yeah. of my couples are unaware of this experience because i mean people think you know we're happily married so we have no problems in our marriage but no every, every marriage has its problems everybody has mm-hmm. that dance where you, you have times where you're you're in it and then others where you're like uh, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Honestly, lately I've been um, I've been trying to say to my clients that I don't know if happily married is a reasonable phrase. I think every marriage is just a work in progress, and you have to be careful with that. <laughs> well, I'm happily married. How no. are you not? <laughs> That's not what I mean. I love you. Well, you're supposed to say yes. I'm 100% happily married. <laughs> there you go. No, I am you're happily supposed to say yes. married. There you go. There you but go. What I mean by that is like I think sometimes that doesn't mean you're happy all the time. That's what that, exactly. That's is what. I'm you can you can be happily married. <laughs> you can have a happy marriage, a good yeah, marriage, like contently married would but, probably be a better. But the reality phrase. is, sometimes <laughs> you're not going to be in it because yeah. there's outside factors as well, not just what's going on in your relationship. If you have a loss in the family, yeah. you have somebody close to you die. Your first instinct is not to going to be to get in bed, mm-hmm. and some people it is. It's comfort sex. You sometimes you will, but oh, sure. some there people a lot of times sex. they'll have the comfort sex, but other ways they'll pull back they mm-hmm. won't be as intimate in other ways so it'll just be about the the, <laughs> the clapping together and that's it exactly <laughs> the clap clap, yes, clap. <laughs> you've really thrown me off my game for this one i'm like i had something to say but then now i'm thinking about people clapping and sex <laughs> yay <laughs> exactly so yeah wait wait what's that? other people don't give an applause during the sex a little golf clap at the end <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, it might make people happier if they are applauding each other. You know, <laughs> bravo! That was a great job, young man. Do, was, t- do tell. <laughs> I really like the part with your tongue. Mm, mm. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad thing to do. <laughs> no. What were we talking about? We were talking about a marriage dance. Okay. We just got off on a bunny trail. <laughs> You're a bunny trail. So essentially, like what I'll see happen here, though, is that because they're engaged in that dance in the inappropriate way, either putting too much pressure on mm-hmm. things or constantly pulling back from each other, they're not feeling that sensation of the spark that is required to um, like when people say they're they've been married for a while and you have to work at the spark. What mm-hmm. it basically involves is both people working at it at the same time and both people being receptive to it at the same time. And the dance is that we're both in this like position that mm-hmm. works well for the mambo, <laughs> since you mentioned the mambo or the cha-cha, and we're both moving in sync and flowing mm-hmm. well. Well, yeah. To some degree. Yeah. Well, sometimes you're going to bump into each other. I mean, you can still bump into each other. And you might step on her foot. I mean, <laughs> Josh steps on my butt all the time when all we the dance. Time. And it's cute. I mean, just in general. <laughs> I just step on your foot. Yeah. It happens. But 
it, kind of the job that I'm working on with my couples is getting them to try at the same time yeah. and so, getting them so to receive you, at the same time. So what do you do if you're in that dance and you know your partner is more interested right now and you're like just not feeling it? Like, what do you do? You've got to work on your receptivity. So but like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so you just you're don't so feel it, Josh. No, sometimes you just don't feel it. You're like, <laughs> oh, I'm tired. That is true. The kid's been crying all day. Oh, that's I got true. lots of chores to do and nothing's getting done. Work is killing me. Oh, what am I gonna do? Oh, well, I'm gonna have sex. Oh, but <laughs> sometimes you do have to look at your life situation. So mm-hmm. you, oh, I love what, everything you described there because there are some clients I have that are have such a stressful life. If I look at what they're doing all day, mm-hmm. I'm like, no wonder you're not having sex. You're exhausted and you're stressed. Yeah. Nobody would have sex. They're working in this situation. twelve hour days. They yeah. got kids. When do they have time to even talk to each other? You have to carve out a space. Yeah, you do. Like you have to carve out a space to actually like turn off from mm-hmm. all of that crap and turn your phones off and turn your phones and your off. TVs. Yes, and that is what people do initially to then turn themselves on to sex. Mm-hmm. It's not just okay. I'm gonna like force myself to feel something right now. Right. No, you really kind of have to create a space regularly where you could potentially get there. Right. And then intentionally do right. things. You know, I, I totally understand that because there's times where. Hey, I'm just not in the mood. And we're going straight from dealing with the kids mm-hmm. to right to the bedroom. And you're just jumping on top of me. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> some prize to be won. <laughs> I'm not a piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a little romance? How about a little romance, baby? How <laughs> about a kiss? Romance How about too. a kiss? And like romance but too. it's not just the romance. It's also about just connecting. Yeah. And uh, it's hard when it's been a long day. That's why we have more sex on the weekend. That's why most mm-hmm. people do. That's why people have better sex on vacations. Oh, yeah. We're going on vacation mm-hmm. soon, actually. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. We're going to Italy great. tomorrow. We're going to Italy. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, like if your, jo- if your life is that stressed that you can't even take time to relax for yourself... That's the first problem, actually, is how can you find a space to shut all that down on a regular basis, not even just on the weekends, because think of it like this. If the only time you relax is on the weekends, that means you're disconnected from your partner for five days every mm-hmm. week. Yeah. That's actually a pretty long time to it be is. disconnected from your it's partner, hard. if you think about that. It's hard. But <laughs> it I mean, is. the reality is, you know, most people don't work together. So that's, that's eight true. hours. That's nine hours. Because throw nine in hours of your day, or more if they have more. to work serious. And then like some people work you twelve also hours have shifts. to do meal times mm-hmm. for the ki- with the kids. Mm-hmm. Or normally, a lot of times you're there to br- with breakfast with each other and dinner with each other. But Sometimes. then after that, so now it's eight o'clock. The kids are now in bed. Mm-hmm. You got to be up at six. So bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> the day is over. <laughs> the day is over. So when do you get that time? It's really hard to carve it out. It really is. It is. It is. And I think we have it easy compared to some other couples because well, you don't work 12 hour days. You don't. No. Well, no. and I own my own business so yeah, I can make my own, own hours. hours. Right. And we get to spend time talking to each other on a podcast and yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, but you, you got to understand, like part of this is making it a priority. We make yeah. it a priority. And there are couples that I've seen who make it a priority. Mm-hmm. But there are other couples that make work a priority. There are other couples that make family a priority. There are couples who spend their entire lives focused on their children. And then their children leave and they are lost because mm. they're like, now what are we going to do with each other? I, oh, I yeah, mean, the I, emptiness. I forgot who you are. <laughs> it's like now I have to deal with this guy. Yeah, because they didn't have mm-hmm. any a lot of al- alone time before that. And all of a sudden they have a yeah. lot of alone time oh yeah and it's like okay it's time to pick up a hobby so <laughs> it's her. like i could get out of this that's why the guys will go to the garage and <laughs> that's go tinker. why the bars <laughs> exist 
the bars. Oh gosh, they're gonna go drink themselves away. You go drink and watch sports. These yeah. are bad things. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I'm okay with drinking. If you want to drink, whatever. To each his own. It's more that I Avoid think it. that couples, <laughs> yes, I think couples need to find ways to connect more regularly. Because think, all right, everybody, I want you to think back to when you were dating before you got married, before you had kids. With you or other women? Uh, anybody. I don't care who it is, with your partner or just by, like, any time you were dating. In the beginning, you probably spent a good, like, every day or every other day with your partner. Oh, yeah. I followed you around like a puppy dog. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) He did. He loved me so much. I loved him, too. But the truth is... Loved him. No, I (laughs) still... Now, eh, he's okay. Now, I can live without him. No, No. I love you. I like you. (laughs) The Mm. podcast is ending because Josh needs to go cry. over. I'm all like, <laughs> no, but the point is we spent like I'm pretty sure we spent every day together, right? Well, like well, every day. And well, we talked we were, and we connected. When we were dating, um, my mom had to actually notify me of the fact that you had moved in because I didn't know <laughs> that apparently she had started just being at my house every single day and out there staying all the time. over every single night. And my mom said... You know, if she's going to live here, she needs to contribute because she's using all the toilet paper up. That was That was her I only did. problem, is that you kept using all the toilet paper up. This is up. a house where there were all men, and men don't use toilet paper as much as women do. Well, you and use apparently half I've a been roll. taught to use way too much toilet paper. Yeah, so like your dainty hands so need to... Me. Yeah. But I didn't even know that I had moved in. I <laughs> didn't either, and apparently my mom notified me of it. Okay, anyway, so back, back to... to the main point. <laughs> I love these stories. They're so cute. But the point is that you spent a lot of time with your partner, oh, like yeah. every day or every other day, and you talked. And sometimes you just were bored together, and sometimes you watched shows you or did cool being things. With them. But you constantly you were together. Being with them. That's the that's the thing is when you're dating, you're not with mm-hmm. them all the time, uh-huh. so you try to fight for that time, and you got to fight for it in your marriage too. Yes, that's the point, yeah. Josh. You have to keep fighting for and it. I, I found that to be a lot harder once we had a kid because. Mm-hmm. She takes all her time, and I love my she daughter. Does. Oh, death, she's so adorable! But she ruined everything. <laughs> no, <laughs> you ruined our lives. You're the reason Daddy drinks. <laughs> I love no, her. I no, love her to no, death. We but love her. Any new responsibilities in your life are going to mm-hmm. add stress, and it's going to take time away from your time with your wife or your time with your mm-hmm. husband. So yeah, you got to fight for it. Yeah. Well, the only couples that I see that are really doing well with this are the ones who recognize that it does take more effort Mm -hmm. and they make each other a priority Mm -hmm. regardless of what comes. They and it's not just on the weekends or it's not just once a month. It's no. Every week we find a way to connect during the week. We find a way to connect on the weekends. We find a way to relax together and make each other a priority. And it's not just us with the family. It's us alone, too. Yeah. Well, what do you do with that when somebody has a hobby that takes a lot of their time up mm. and they spend a lot of time doing that when they do actually have free time because to be honest as an adult you don't get a lot of that alone time free time or time with your wife so how do you balance that that's hard because i do understand the need for alone time i need alone time you need yeah. alone time like i tried really hard to make you a gamer because i like playing <laughs> video he games. loves games and i, I play, like them to some degree yeah. but not to the but degree I, you do. I like to generally play at least an hour a day maybe two if it's a good day and she doesn't and i would I love it if she did like i would love it if we could have two playstations and we'd be, play, be playing battlefield together and call of duty all that good stuff mm-hmm. but she won't <laughs> well 
but I mean, you were even just bringing up but, the point. Like, you still need alone time. So I don't think it's a bad thing to have a hobby for your alone time. As an alternative, I'm going to make sure my daughter is a gamer. <laughs> so <laughs> He's got a plan. I'm going to make I sure do. she plays tennis. Oh, I already got her on the Kindle, <laughs> and she loves playing the games on that. Soon she'll go up to Nintendo. And then she's going to grow up great. into her own person, and she's going to rebel against both tennis and video games. You can have tea parties <laughs> and Call of Duty, Angela. Both. How dare you? So how do you balance that? Well, like anything, it's always a work in progress. You try and you do your best. Um, some weeks you're going to get more alone time. Sometimes you're going to get more couple time. I think it's great when couples can pick up hobbies together. I mm-hmm. love that you're mentioning like, okay, video game. Could yeah, we have done that? Find a hobby that you like together. Well, and even this podcast. I mean, that's our that's hobby our together, hobby. Yeah. right? Like this is one that we have developed that pushes us to come together like, once a week. We like to paint. We like to paint. That's we another that. hobby we've picked up together. Yeah. There's a lot of them, actually. We like to play tennis together. We like to exercise mm. together. Yeah. So when you can well, connect like to a hobby, well, you don't like, but you do it to stay fit and healthy. I do it because I need to. <laughs> and you got to stay hot. I want to see that hot body. You like my hot body. I do what I want. <laughs> exactly. Same for me, right? So some hobbies you can share. And I would say be careful about those individual hobbies that take well, up too much time. The reality is you're going to still have them. So I, I think with... Me, the only way I could make it work is negotiation. Oh, I yeah. had to negotiate for it. I had to say, you know what? I love you, and I know you want to spend every waking hour with me. It's true. I like have, him a lot. Yeah, I remember the first year we <laughs> lived in Oregon. You followed me around like a puppy dog. I was like, as I love I you home. so much. But sometimes when I got home from work, I was tired and stressed. And sure. I said, babe, I just need an hour. I'm mm-hmm. going to play a little video games, and then you get me for the rest of the evening. Then we'll have dinner and have some fun together. And it worked. It it was a way of me carving out a little time for myself. Mm-hmm. I set a time limit so I could get some of that time for myself. Mm-hmm. But then I also spent time with you. Well, but what you did there is some, it's a key piece that people need to understand here is that there was a negotiation for mutual satisfaction mm-hmm. there. Not just all you and the mm-hmm. other person has to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You said, I would like a little alone time and then I but want couple then time. I want to spend time with you. Exactly. Yeah. That was, I think, what made it work. It's not just saying, I want to play video games. It's, I'm going to do this, but then after that, I want to spend time with you. And that's the approach I'm seeing couples take that's not working is that when they are not like thinking about how can we both be happy with this scenario, they're like, look, I'm just taking alone time and you have to deal with it. And and then they get hurt. I think the hardest thing is when you're married to somebody who doesn't pick up hobbies of their own. I think that was every woman ever. Yeah. Like, I just want to throw that out there. Every woman doesn't have a hobby. That is a problem that I had with this is that (laughs) you don't have any hobbies. I, I had to say, Angela, you need to get a hobby. You really need to. And she wouldn't. So I picked up hobbies with her. That's the only way I got her to do any hobbies. You have no idea how many couples sit on my couch. Have It's always the guy saying, she doesn't have any hobbies. Yeah. I have hobbies. And they all well, say think, the same thing. If you just picked up a hobby, you would understand. Yeah. But you know what? Women socialize. I don't Women think, are not as hobbyist as they are socializers. Well, have a friend over to visit. I yeah, mean, like they like to hang out and talk, maybe have drinks, maybe have okay, tea. Okay, so drinking. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying socializing sure. is what women tend socialize. to like a little more. There are women who have hobbies, but I've noticed by and far more of us like to just socialize with friends sure and that's still still be a hobby it's still a hobby it's still a way of spending time Mm -hmm. apart but not the only difference is a hobby has a way of drawing you in like there's different things that you have to do like for painting like we have to set aside time for it the difference is you don't have to schedule it with a friend or something a hobby is i just can be kind of haphazard yeah it can yeah that's the problem is that you can't just say hey i'm gonna go spend time with this friend it's like they might be busy like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna play a video game or i'm gonna go paint 
that's my hobby. I'm going to do that. You know. Yeah. Well, so. and it's also subject to whether or not that person has time. A hobby mm-hmm. you do by yourself, you don't have to worry about somebody else having time. You just do it. Okay, we're way off track. I think <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about. We we're talking about the relationship dance, but this is it's relevant. It is because the hobby is a way that you can kind of keep that dance and that flow together right. with one another. But yeah, yeah, we do get off on tangents. Sorry, we guys. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think it's important for everybody to actually have a hobby because a lot of people they have their work. And they have their family, they have their relationship, but you also need to have things you do that make you happy mm-hmm. that aren't for monetary gain. Like a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people when you first go to college, they're like, I'm going to be an actor, I'm going to be a singer, songwriter, <laughs> I'm going to be an artist. Those will be my majors in college. And then they work at Starbucks. Yeah, because it does. <laughs> <laughs> or so they now, teach those things at a school. Or they teach that can them happen. Because most people don't make a career out of the arts. I yeah, mean, a very reality. small percentage. But you can still do. have the arts as a hobby. And exactly. I think that's an important thing to do is to find those things that make you passionate, but mm-hmm. don't make you money, but you still have fun doing them. Well, I think you're right, but I, I feel like our culture only puts um, an emphasis on either doing family stuff or work. Like Anything those are the only money. things that right. have any value and all that other stuff is supposed to go by the wayside. Right. You can't be an artist without having it be your job. It's like, no, anybody can be an artist. It can mm-hmm. just be a hobby. You're yeah. probably, you're not going to be successful either way. You might as well just do it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be a world renowned <laughs> artist for the, the smiley faces that I draw and so paint. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. They're fun. I like to do them. You actually hang them in your office. You got I two do. Of mine in I there. do. My clients love seeing the different pictures. Yeah. They're like, what's new this week, right? Mm, yep. Yep. Well, so anyhow. <laughs> anyway. Back to the dance. <clears throat> what a hobby is a one way. Yep. A hobby is one way to try and stay connected. Is mutual hobbies. Yeah. Mutual hobbies that keep you connected. But another thing that helps is both of you trying to put things out there in terms of affection, mm-hmm. interaction. Um, trying to spark your own desire, but then mm-hmm. it's also working on being receptive at the same time right. too. Because if you don't, then it's going to be a really yeah. crappy dance. And if you work at it and it's not working, why don't you go check out Angela Skirtu <laughs> at St. Louis Marriage Therapy? Um, her website is www.therapistinstlouis.com. An easy mm-hmm. way to remember it is it's actually thereapistinstlouis.com. <laughs> So, you know, it's been drunk dialed in the middle of the night. <laughs> drunk, drunk dialed, drunk, drunk dialed. dialed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yep. the rapist in St. Louis. Yeah. Therapist <laughs> no, in St. Louis. And really, if it's gotten to that far where these don't work, where you can't get your partner to be receptive to any of this. I mean, go see a therapist. It works. It I'm does here help. every day. <laughs> well, not tomorrow. Monday through Friday, but not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. We're going to Italy. We're going to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Thank you and have a good night.